Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy at Sharky House and Javer. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. Here's what I'm going to talk about this time. Some trends in U.S. employment. A little bit of the impact of the U.S. financial condition. Some of the performance in the 2018 stock market, all the markets. U.S. budget deficit, which has been getting a lot of press recently. And the likelihood of a recession in Europe, or perhaps global. If you take a quick look at the numbers, you'll notice that the ISM numbers, the Institute of Supply Management, which any indication that's at 50 or above is indicative of an expansion. Anything under 50 is more of a contraction. And all the new numbers are still well in the 50s. It's just fine. They have slowed a little bit due to the fact that the Federal Reserve is doing what it's supposed to be doing and raising rates. The other side of that coin, if you look down here, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, the headline CPI, is really having trouble staying at two. It's probably not going to stay at two. It's probably going to drop a little bit. Uh, some indices have this number still at 2.2 or 2.1. These guys, I'm going with the 1.9. It's just part of uh, the inefficiencies in the reporting process. But inflation is very likely not going to hold. Very important for the Federal Reserve, as you think about it. Federal Reserve has Fed funds, the cost of money, at two and a half right now. And if CPI goes to two or drops to one and three quarters, two and a half Fed funds is a good number. Decrease the chances of them wanting to increase that number to two and three quarter or even on the outside three. CPI is important. We're going to be watching that very closely. Unemployment popped up a little bit, mostly seasonal numbers to 3.9. And the much vaunted bond rally that I've been talking about for a while, we had it. Mortgages are back down in the mid fours, which means from a practical standpoint, you can get yourself a 30-year mortgage in the low fives, something of a rally. All the treasuries, yields went down, means their prices went up. There's a lot of speculation right now that the Federal Reserve is done. Well, more on that later. This is an important chart on employment. The green is the number of people that are no longer working part-time due to economic reasons. That means they've gotten a good job. And there is a term out there known as good job. And that means they don't transfer out or quit that job or go someplace else within five weeks. That's the greeter at Walmart or a number of other things. These are real jobs. The red, well, that's the good employment number, and it's doing just fine. On uh, the blue, well, that's income expectations, which continues to creep up. With low inflation, even a 2% raise keeps pace with inflation, and that's been going on and will very likely continue to go on. Here's an outlook from the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago the National Financial Conditions Index. They do this all the time, and you've seen this before. There has been some press that the financial conditions have worsened in the U.S., and they have a teeny tiny bit. But generally, if you take a look at this, it is far from bad. Now, inside the components, and I dug these up for somebody, the one index that has gotten a little bit worse is leverage, corporate leverage, corporate debt. 
short-term debt. When interest rates go up, the cost of short-term debt goes up. It has had a tiny bit of impact on the financial conditions index, but everybody knew this was coming. It's not a big issue. There's also the Corporate Financial Health Index, which is done by the Federal Reserve Board. Somebody asked me, since the corporations in the S&P 500 have been buying so much of their own stock, and we've been talking about that, does that have an impact on them negatively when the S&P 500 goes down? Well, this is something, and this is an issue. It's something that the Federal Reserve tracks, and the answer is no. The fact that they own more of their own stock, they pull it out of the market, they don't care what the price is. It really has very little impact on it. U.S. corporate financial health is fundamentally pretty good. Now, here is a reminder of what went on in all the stock markets in 2018. The NASDAQ, the S&P 500, and the Dow Jones. It was sort of an interesting year there for a little while, kind of steady returns, then it corrected. Well, this, for those of you that follow this kind of stuff, this is the classic end to a momentum stock market which is what we've had for about the last four years. The market's been going up based on increased earnings and a lot of positive momentum. Well, that ended in September. Uh, there's nothing bad. That's simply inevitable when the Federal Reserve is raising rates. What we have now is a market that's going to be very, very sensitive to earnings. And as we start into another earnings season, the banks have already started as of today, there's going to be a lot of volatility and probably a little drama in the media every time earnings disappoint. I'm going to talk about the likelihood of a recession in Germany and Europe here pretty soon, and that is going to have an impact on companies that do business around the world. Poor earnings, stocks are going to get punished, there's going to be bad news in the media, and the markets are going to come down. That's what 2019 is going to be like. Here's where we are. Now, is there a lot of justification for real bad news in the S&P 500? If you take a look at this, the answer is no. With this correction and a tiny bit of return to normalcy, what's happened is that the valuations of the S&P 500 are right back down and right up at the 10-year average where they ought to be. We had a little tiny bubble growing here last year, and after a great 2017, that has corrected. That's probably as big a correction as we're going to get for the foreseeable future. Again, there's going to be volatility based on bad earnings, but the last of the bubble is gone. The other thing I want to mention is, yes, we have a current budget deficit, and there's going to be a number of budget deficits here in the near future. They are not catastrophically bad. The number is big. Well, not when you compare it to GDP, which is a good way to test these numbers. If you look at this number, we're right there pretty much in the historical average through the 80s and 90s until the Clinton administration and the subsequent correction in 2008. I'm not a great believer in budget deficits, but I understand why, and it's going to be that way here in the near future. Don't let it concern you. Finally, Europe. Pretty good chance that most of Europe, and the important part of Europe is Germany, is in recession already. Technically, they've only reported one quarter of contraction, and you need two quarters of contraction to be in a recession. They're probably there. 
I think it's fundamental that their big growth market in Germany, especially in the car business, was China. And China has turned over. Even the Chinese auto market, which has been robust for 15 years, has turned. It is headed down. This isn't bad news, particularly. It's going to depend on how long this recession lasts, if there is one, and how bad it is. But when Germany has a recession, these are the countries it impacts the most. Hungary, Czech Republic, Austria, Netherlands, Poland, and on down the list. You notice the UK has the least input to German manufacturers. Brexit is a different thing. I'm not going to spend any time on that today. If Europe is in recession, that is going to be the primary impact on poor S&P 500 earnings. Europe is a big customer for upper-end services and goods. If they slow, S&P 500 is going to slow. That's going to be one of the sources of what might be viewed as bad news and earnings in 2019. It's known. There's no mysteries here. If they miss a recession, I think that's great. They just need a little more stimulation. Their big growth market, China, is not going to do it. So they're going to have to slow down. They're going to have to reduce employment. Ford has already started that. Volkswagen and Daimler are next. They're going to have to slow the economy and get used to much slower growth than they've had in the past. That's just the normal course of business. Now, <clears throat> fundamentally, I don't think we're going to have much in the way of a dramatic stock market, even though it's going to seem that way off and on, depending upon how earnings are reported. Fortunately, from my perspective, I give everybody till about July, when the media switches to the upcoming presidential campaign, they will focus their energies there. For now, we're much closer to new buys domestically. I don't think the dollar is going to get any stronger. So you may start seeing more emerging markets come into your portfolio. That's very dollar sensitive. Oil is not an issue. I don't care if the Saudis say they're going to cut production. Russia needs the money. So fundamentally, we're OK. I'm looking forward to 2019. I don't think there'll be any really bad or particularly good surprises. Thanks for joining me. Again, if you have any questions, just shoot an email here and I'll do everything I can to answer it. Thank you.